PFT Media. You are now listening to Cinema Crespediso. Chris Crespo Radio Show. Everybody likes it. Listen to his shit. Welcome to episode 385 of Cinema Crespo. You saw your host, Chris Crespo. We're in the studio. It's Drusik Hogward. What up? <laughs> Drew Stop! A uh, new theme song for Drusik Hogward. No one's ever heard that one before. Ever. Com- mm-hmm. Completely original yep. tune that I wrote myself with mm-hmm. my two hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, Drew. Chris. What's up? Hard ons and helicopters. Next question. Hard ons up, though. What if I'm on? What if I'm on that blowjob table? Mm. Then he. That, now I'm he, just saying traditionally. Now you got a real stalactite, stalagmite situation going on here. I mean, I helicopters mean. aren't up if they've crashed into the ground. So exactly. Oof. Helicopters dangerous. Those things are scary, man. They do helicopter rides uh, down on I Drive. Mm-hmm. Would you ever do one of those? Yeah. I mean, there's not. Has there ever been a record of one of them crashing? I'm sure. Oh, you can't just say I'm sure, and then, but then still be like, yeah. What? Just, Chris, mm-hmm. helicopters crash. They do. That doesn't mean the one that you're on that day will. Doesn't mean it won't. No, you're right, it doesn't. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about to get into Schrodinger's helicopter over here. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. There's a business idea. Schrodinger's <laughs> helicopter, guys. Sign this release form. You may show up, you may not. You may. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> what well, uh, But we do insist on payment up front. Exactly. Yeah, I like it, Chris. I like oh, it. No tricks allowed. Short, shorting your helicopter. Uh, all right, guys. Here we go. We are talking about uh, stuff related Thanks. to movies, such Thanks. as the movie that we saw last night. This film called Lucky Grandma. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chinese American. I guess you're Chinese American. Yeah. Yeah. Ch- Chinese American film. Chinese American lady. Mm-hmm. Grandma lady. Mm-hmm. Who is her name? Or we just call her Grandma. Yeah, it's a, a, Grandma Wong. Grandma Wong. Thank you, Grandma Wong. Uh, gets her her reading, her fortune told, and she's like, "Your your your lucky day is coming up. It's gonna be this day." And then she realizes, "Oh shit, it's that day. I need to go to the casino." So she goes down to Atlantic City. The whole movie takes place in most of the movie takes place in Chinatown, New York yeah. City. Mm-hmm. Goes down to the casino uh, to make a whole bunch of money, and then her shenanigans get her uh, caught between a couple of uh, Chinese gangs. The Correct. Red, the Red Dragon. And uh, Zhang Ling, Zhang Ling gang. Uh, so that's the basic setup. That's just an hour and a half of her. Uh, it's a dark comedy. Dark comedy? What'd you call it? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, definitely. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, ninety minutes of of this lady then just trying to be like, oh shit, and and hiring this big doofus to. Well, he's not a doofus. He's a nice guy, but hires this big guy to be her bodyguard. Big Pong. Big Pong is his name. Big Pong. So it's Grandma. So it's, Gra- it's, Grandma Wong and Big Pong. Grandma Wong and Big Pong have a two-hander <laughs> for a while. And, Take Chinatown. Uh, there we go. Uh, yeah. yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So that's it. That's a setup. 
We got it on the NZON website. It was another Kino now. Mm-hmm. So it was a 12 bucks again. Yep. So six of that went to the NZN, which was cool. And it was good. I mean, it was fine for what it is. Oh, you put it on the fine scale. Yeah. It, it, it's one. It's it's one eye on the fine. It, it's fine. Fine. It's fine. It's fine. I think it's. Hmm. I think it's fine. It is. It, it doesn't. It's, it doesn't reinvent the genre. Not at all. It doesn't do. It, it is. I mean, it's just the Asian version mm-hmm. of this type of movie. If, yes. Uh, it feels like we have seen this type of movie before, even though it's not with these specifics. Mm-hmm. The specifics are what make this one uh, different and cool yeah. and fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we have seen... But we've seen... The, we, we, even though we haven't seen this movie, we've seen this movie. We've seen these characters before. We've seen Big Big Fong. We've seen uh, uh, Handsome Boy. What was his name? Yes. Handsome Johnny? Handsome Han- Boy. Handsome Boy. We've seen... We know all about... As soon as they mentioned Sister Fong, yeah. we know who Sister Fong is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> because we've seen this character in so many movies. And just mm. one just happens to be Sister Fong. Uh, yeah, you're right. So it doesn't it doesn't reinvent anything. It no. doesn't make anything new. Or for, it just it updates it a little bit, a little and bit. it's a Chinese American production. So yeah, good for them. So it's got that strong cultural vibe going for yes. it. And then you know we just did our bonus episode on uh, on Patreon.com/slash Crestbody. So top five movies set in New York City, and this does have a cool New York City vibe. Yeah, well, I mean, it's yeah. It's shot there. It's yeah. shot in Chinatown. It's all Chinatown. Yeah, it's a low budge indie film, digital. So it's uh, they could take the camera, go outside, shoot up the street, and then you got the city there, and, and it's, it's big, all right there. And it's like, oh man, New York is a character unto itself. Isn't that something special? And uh, so I, I think I, thought, I think that's cool. That's fun that we just said our New York City episode, and then we see a, a very New York City movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is very New York in that I guess you could tell the same story in L.A. Because it's a similar three-hour trip. you got to get to Vegas if you want to do some gambling. Yep. If you're in New York, you got to go down to, to Atlantic City. Mm-hmm. So it's a similar uh, type of setup anyway. Uh, but yeah, they use the region pretty well. And uh, the cultural stuff is fine. You're right. I'm going to say... I want to put it between good and fine. Okay. Because I was enjoying it as I was watching. I was never bored. But when it did when it did finish, I was like, yeah, it, it did feel kind of um slight. You know, like the... Despite ultimately what the stakes are in the movie, ultimately the movie doesn't feel that heavy or like it no. feels kind of weightless mm-hmm. and a little disposable. It's very light. Yeah, it's like we're gonna forget about it in a couple of years. Like we'll we'll be scrolling through a, a Hulu oh, it's here. one day. It, like, it'll oh, be there. Yeah. Oh yeah, lucky grandma. Yeah. Right. That was fine. Exactly. <laughs> uh, I just did it. Damn it. My... See, it's the subconscious. You just got to talk about it, and the fine just slips out. That's that's the truth, Chris. That is the truth. That's the death knell. That's the truth. That's the death knell for my, for my good review. <laughs> it's drop, fine. I got to drop it down to fine. I got to drop it down to fine, because I guess it's just fine. Um, there's really nothing to dislike about it. No. Yeah. It's, it's watchable. Completely. It's there. <laughs> uh, it's visibly a movie from start to finish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like the score. The score kicked in a few times. I was like, oh, this is you know, kind of ambitious. And uh, I like the mood that they're going for mm-hmm. and things like that. So, you know, okay. And Grandma was sassy. So, you know, it was fun. Sassy Grandma, morally complicated. Not uh, necessarily likable, but you have to like her, her hard acidness. And um, kind of reminded me of my grandma. Well, I mean, dude, at a certain yeah. point in time, you just, don't give, you just don't give a fuck You don't give a fuck. Because <laughs> you're like, you know how old I am? <laughs> what I've seen, what I've been through? Exactly. I stopped giving a shit a long time ago. Uh, she smokes a lot. 
Mm-hmm. A lot of smoking. Yeah. This movie is very pro smoking. Yeah. Well, I mean, old Asians, they love their cigarettes. I guess so. What, just old people? Yeah. The older generations. Yeah, it's fine. It's good. Uh, it's good, fine. It's good. It's fine. It's fine. So there you go, guys. That's our our rousing endorsement of this movie. I know. It's so fine. exciting. It, it, it's hard to talk about a movie when you're just like ambivalent about it, when it's either just good or it's like, eh, like it's not that great. It's hard to get any excitement going mm-hmm. forward in any direction. Yeah, it's very middling. If it's Mad Max Fury Road, that we can like rave about yeah, it for I, half an hour. I mean, half of that will probably just be just remembering and drooling. Just like, oh, yeah, just like, oh my God, this was amazing. That was amazing, yeah. And then if it's something like Cats, then, oh, I can spend half an hour. <laughs> like, this was an insane thing. Why would they do this? Just Chris uh, wants the bottle cut. We gotta get the butthole cut, man. Maybe we'll talk about it in the second half of the show. Uh, different movie cuts that maybe we'll be getting down the road. Maybe butthole cut will be one of them. They gotta recruit their money somehow. That thing was a flop. That was a flop. That if if cats have nine lives, that movie took all of them <laughs> in one fell swoop. Um, yeah, it's hard when it's right in the middle. It's like yeah, it's good. I'm not saying don't support it, but it's like should you run out and see it? Should you? No. Should you? Cue it up right now and watch it. No, I mean, only if you're for some reason in a ha- particular mood. For are you movie. or do you have an Asian grandma? In which case, by all means, watch. In, in which case, you should probably watch the farewell. But then after you're done with that, then watch uh, Lucky Grandma, and you can see like a, a different version. Of it. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, there we go. That's our review of Lucky Grandma. Yep. And and that's it for the for your new movies. Let's get into our media diets though, because uh, there's still plenty of stuff out there to be watching. I watched. Uh, did you see this week's uh, What We Do in the Shadows? Mm-hmm. That was a good one. Yeah. Uh, the Return of Nick Kroll. Yes, the Return of Nick Kroll, and we got to see uh, how Colin feeds online. Yeah, that was fun. perfect. <laughs> he meets the actual troll. Yeah, that was that was great. That was very funny. And then he was like. Uh, it's like you got mad that they call it trolling. It's like why did they be trolling? It's like it's, just, it's not. It's not our fault. This is what it's called. <laughs> um, yeah, that was good, and I really like the uh, like the curse hat storyline, yeah, all that coming back and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my favorite part though was Carol. Carol was fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Like genu- That's great. genuinely, like ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary vampire. Every, every time she blinked, I was like, "Whoa! <laughs> well, how did how did they do yeah. that?" Is that- <laughs> Is that a mask? Animatronics. Yeah, man, that was crazy looking. Uh, that was fun. And then they advanced the Guillermo uh, Vampire yep. Slayer storyline a little bit A little bit now. more. Just, just a wee bit. It's episode seven already. Yeah. How many eps can there even be? Maybe 12? Maybe. Tops? Maybe. Maybe. Oh, boy. Barreling towards the end yeah. of the second season. Disappoints me how fast it's going. Through. Well, there, we have, we've lost our concept of time, Chris. That's so true. <laughs> That's so true. It's already done. It's done <laughs> here. I'm saying. I'm so... <laughs> I don't understand what's going on anymore. I really don't. Uh, so I'll ca- I'm caught up on that. Uh, I caught up on um, Star Wars Gallery making a Mandalorian. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what else are they going to do? Star Wars Gallery? What else are they going to do? I don't know. So, right? Star Wars Gallery. Uh, uh, Hawkeye. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> no, thanks. I, I need to see how Jeremy Renner preps for his scenes. Pulls out his, his, his guitar. guitar. <laughs> I like to write songs between. Uh, I like to write songs and ride around in Jeep commercials. I, I call this song is called uh, "If the Rainbow Had a Taste." <laughs> parentheses, it'd be your name. Ding, ding, ding. Like all Have you heard any of his um, I, any of his music? No, no. I've only, you know, I've heard his music only on that Jeep commercial that I saw. 
They use it in the Jeep commercial. I don't the think entire I've seen, Jeep, I don't commercial think I've seen is, Jeep commercial is he, he starts off him and some friends. Yeah. He gets in one Jeep, his friends get in another. Oh, boy. Friends go down the road. He's he goes on his own way. Yeah, of course he does. And then yeah. they all end up at the party concert where he is magically playing. And he is playing. Yes. It sounds very generic. He's insane. Uh, it's bad music. It sounds very very generic. It, so- it sounds yeah. like generic pop country. I think, yeah, I think, what's the name of his album? Uh, if Heaven Had a Name. Care. I think it's called If Heaven Had a Name. It does. It's called Heaven. It's called you fucking moron. No, it's called Jeremy Renner. <laughs> Yeah, it's called it's called heaven. It's called heaven. That, that's its name. Shangri La, don't like it. We got Shangri La. We got Valhalla. We got, we got several names for heaven, Mister Renner. It all depends on what belief system you uh, you go with. What is he? I don't know. I don't think he's a Scientologist. Is he a Scientologist? I, I don't I think am. so. Okay, so I don't think he makes enough money to be a Scientologist. You got to get the big, big bucks. It's true. He was making most of his money up until Avengers making his money uh, renovating houses. houses. Yeah. yeah. So the making of series is great. There's four episodes out so yep. far, right? So I caught up to the other three, and then they put out the um, the technology one, the technology one, which is all about the volume <sighs> and uh, and the Yoda puppet and all I, that stuff. I am really looking forward to there being multiple volumes made throughout the world, yeah, and letting people play around with that shit yeah the, the expansion of this technology which uh john frevros was like oh it's just these other things that already exist yeah. smushed together in a way it's just no a, one... exactly we, we yeah. just smushed them together the right way and we and oh oh and by the way we've got this kathleen kennedy lady back here who's oh, yeah. like uh just writing checks for us yeah that's a, that's, a thing. that's, <laughs> that's a thing. what it is if we had kathleen kennedy <laughs> writing our checks like yeah. yeah i need a giant led screen Okay. We need a, a, need a video giant, game engine. I need a giant LED roof. Okay. Okay. And, and I need, we need uh, uh, cameras with positional tracking. Okay. 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 <laughs> and uh, I think I think we're good. Okay. Uh, well, I, I think we need chairs maybe so we can sit in with Okay. Well, on. here's all your money. Have a nice day. Yay. <laughs> Let's make a thing. It looks so cool. Yeah, it does. And I liked how you can see like, um, so they have the cameras like shh behind the scenes so they have this big screen that has the expanded background you can see how the camera how it blurs when the actual camera's moving yeah yeah because it's, it's got weird. position tracking yeah <laughs> yeah but then when you look at it through their monitor it looks perfect <laughs> yeah. there's even shots where like through the monitor you can see it looks great and then in the background like out of focus yeah. the volume is all like blurry yeah. and fucked up looking uh it's super cool uh yeah, makes so many great points about how it provides onset lighting and immersion and everything. It, it makes perfect it's so, it's, sense. It's so, cool. <laughs> it's so cool. It is. Uh, it's only going to get better with ga- with game technology getting better. Yeah. I mean, there's a there, there's a five minute demo of the new Unreal Engine mm-hmm. that you should watch. It is. About, I wonder if they use. They probably use Unreal Five. Yeah. Unreal Six. They didn't, they didn't specify uh, which one they well, use. Unreal Six. Unreal Six is won't be ready until 2021 for commercial use. Interesting. They're still working on it. And uh, they shut down Lucas Arts Video Games a this long year, time ago, a few years ago. Yeah. yeah, when they when they acquired it. So it's not anything that they have. It's no. not their proprietary shit. No. Imagine they could have had their own proprietary. No, I guarantee you, it's all running on on the Unreal Engine. Yeah, I mean, because every, everything there, runs on that these days. It's their license, I'm sure. Then they yeah. just, you know, uh-huh. they got the money. Kathleen mm-hmm. <laughs> Kennedy is writing them checks. No, exactly. Uh, yeah, that episode was great. It was really cool. But yeah, I'm really I'm looking forward to you know all of these. I have a feeling that anybody who's working on this show mm-hmm. will then have access to said technology, like 
when needed, I'm sure. Yeah. Because they know the people now. It'll, it'll, be, pop, it'll <laughs> be popping up in future things yeah. and uh, so, future I mean, applications. Exactly. And... I could see, you know, this being the way we make we, we movies. We make stuff. Uh, I, I don't know if I pulled this for the news. I mean, on a certain level, you know. I mean, some things still mm. need to be made, like, yeah. you know. But, but, they, have the but set, they have the set expansions. You well, know? Exactly. They have the, the, they built the tread for the sand crawler and they have actual Jawas yeah. there that look incredible. Uh, but then everything around it is built out, including the rest of the Sandcrawler. Um, there's a Shane Carruth produced, executive produced. He really didn't do much other than talk to them. And get his, put his name on the project to get nerds like us interested. Like, oh, oh, like, well, there's a Shane Carruth thing? He's doing something? I gotta be able to see it. What did he do? Um, it's something called The Wanting Mayor. Mm, I saw the trailer. Yeah, and it's uh, the ti- the title very much makes you think of it's like, oh, this is a, a novel that my aunt would recommend to me. <laughs> um, but the whole thing was shot in a storage unit. Uh, they rented a storage unit, and then they just put up uh, like the, the, essentially their own screen work. I don't know. It, it's not a LED screen no. situation, but... Yeah, have expansive so, so basically a small, scenes. So basically a smaller version of what they did, and, and probably... Cost a lot less. I think it's closer to what Cameron's doing with Avatar. Okay. With the motion capture room. Okay. Type of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but all of that was shot on a like Lion King Avatar style on a sound stage, and it's like some of the shots are huge and crazy and fantastical looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Groot said in interviews, like this guy is doing this with a like consumer consumer grade stuff consumer grade stuff uh, software and uh, like a MacBook or whatever mm-hmm. uh, so we can do this we don't need the system He was he's praying to his lord god which he believes in mm-hmm. uh, that the studio system dies a horrible death mm-hmm. but that's not happening man. no Disney's going to prop everything up uh, so that's like sort of reminds me of how the two are sort of similar the future of filmmaking mm-hmm. in a way I, uh, let me back to my notes. I watched uh, a bajillion dollar properties. Drew, I am happy to say I am now seven or eight episodes into season one, and it is for sure like a great, easy. I, I got thirty minutes to kill. I turn off I your go, brain. Yeah, before I go to bed, I'm not trying to turn off my brain. I need my brain to be on so I can process jokes. I like hilarity. I'm just something that I'm I'm going to bed soon. Yeah, but I want something quick. Yeah, I want some quick hits. Mm-hmm. I want some humor. Yeah, the show is funny as fuck. Yeah. Uh. And there's four seasons. I'm almost done with season one. No, well, you got plenty to go then. Plenty to go. It's all on Pluto TV now, which I think I've said before. The app is terrible. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Uh, I would not be surprised though, because the show is originally licensed by CISO, which okay. was NBC. Yeah. Um, when Peacock debuts here in a it'll couple be, months, it'll be on that. I bet you it'll pop up on there. Yeah. yeah. And also, Peacock fortunately is uh, it's going to be like a free app. And then if you want like bonus stuff or or the or live things, TV, live TV or uh, ad free, then you got to pay. Cool. But hey, then it's just another another place to look for things. Um, I've been watching the in the last few weeks. So that bring us up like once a month, if I remember to. It's interesting seeing how the different wrestling companies have been approaching wrestling in the in the six eight weeks since the uh, live audiences have been disallowed. Mm-hmm. So there's places like AEW, right, where uh, there are Wednesdays on TNT where they just like we'll just do the show with no audience. They put some wrestlers ringside, like behind the barricade, and they mic them. Uh, I think in the last few weeks they've actually added 
they've pumped in a little bit of extra crowd noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it seems a little more real. Uh, slightly more real. Yeah, yeah, they jacked up just a little bit. And they've also added a few more people, like, hanging out even further away, I guess, to make it more believable when they yeah. pump in this noise. Uh, we see through your tricks, guys. We know what you're doing. The uh, So they're going with that route, but it's still presented as what it is. Mm-hmm. I mentioned this before. Watching some WWE stuff, they sort of do that, having matches in their training facility. Mm-hmm. But they also go for this, like, weird... Uh, um, cinematic like shit doesn't make any sense anymore. Yeah, cutscenes. Yes, and like it's definitely staged. Like not even like live like acrobatics. Like now, now we're literally now we're editing the matches. Like not even (laughs) okay. Yes, okay. So I watched this one that it was uh, two matches happening at the same time, um, where the. Conceit was, and it was a woman's match and a men's match, both happening at the same time. So, five, a five way one way and a five way the other way. They both start at the bottom level of Titan Tower, uh, the office building that they operate out of in, and, in Hartford, Connecticut. And they fight their way either upstairs or up elevators. They fight their way to the roof. We're on their roof. There's a wrestling ring set up, and then it's a, it's a money in the bank where they're trying oh, to get the okay. briefcase that's like hanging above okay. the a typical just like something's hanging yeah. above the ring match. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what it yeah. is. So they have to go from the bottom of the building all the way up. So at one point, one lady does like knock a bunch of she jumps off of a second floor down to the first floor like crossbody, yeah. and they all catch her. Blah, they take her. Out. She's so tiny, and they're all like, Blah, "She killed us!" Mm-hmm. Um, and then she runs over to the elevator, hits the button, like, "Come on, come on!" Come on. <laughs> and the button doors open, and then like the doors open, and the camera's inside. But then when it cuts to her outside, there's no camera in there. It's a hundred percent like yeah. we, we have shots planned and stuff. Mm-hmm. This is all, uh, but they do it fast enough where if you're not looking for it. It's whatever. Or if you're not thinking about it. Exactly. Which you're not supposed to. It's, 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 it's stupid fun. Uh, the men, they all started in a uh, in the gym section, which I was like, this is a bad idea. There's a lot of, <laughs> lot of weights everywhere. And Glass. Very, <laughs> mirrors. Someone threw a weight and like broke a, a, a mirror. And, and they stopped and looked at each other like, <laughs> and then they like fought but fought away from the broken glass uh, very purposefully it was very funny um, at the end of the match when they finally made it to the roof uh, one guy Rey Mysterio is, was one of the participants and he straight up like they're outside the ring but on the roof a dude just grabs him by the back of the head and then throws him off the roof off the top of the, it's a 40 story building just throws him off the roof and the camera we don't cut we don't see where he lands or nothing and then he grabs another guy, throws him off the roof. Two guys. Mm-hmm. I think they're dead. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's like John Cena disappearing that one in his match yeah. in the brain of someone else. Mm-hmm. I think these guys are dead. Okay. Canonically. Okay. Cool. Wrestling's getting weird. Yeah. At least WWF wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate their weirdness. Oh, also during that match, since they're fighting throughout the building. It became a fun tour of their cheesy ass office building. <laughs> okay. Where they have like they fought in a lobby not a lobby, a waiting area mm-hmm. that looks like a half of a wrestling ring with like ropes along the wall and stuff and the floor looks like a ring. Uh, at one point, two guys are fighting. They bust into an office, and Vince McMahon is sitting at his desk just working. And he looks up, and he's all mad. And, uh, and they're like, oh, shit. Uh, sorry, boss. And like, they fix the chairs, and, 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 and then they walk out. Uh, and they so, start wrestling like, again. Sorry, 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 boss. Yeah. Uh, and then when they're outside the door, like, man, you really made them mad. And, so, and they start fighting. And then cut back inside the Vince McMahon. And he, uh, he's like, he does a handful of sanitizer and cleans his hands back down. Very awkward and weird. Strange. David Lynchian, almost, mm-hmm. I would say. 
And again, it was two matches happening at once. It took like an hour. Jesus. But you know what? When it started, I was like, oh my God. I was entertained. <laughs> I mean, you watched it. It was stupid. It was stupid. I was entertained. Was... You're telling about it? I wanted I wanted to bring it up. We have a couple of wrestling fans in the audience. Mm-hmm. All right. Some of them may have actually seen that nonsense. But it was interesting the different approaches they're taking. And now that, you know, the pandemic is over, we've beaten Corona, and mm-hmm. America's reopened, mm-hmm. they'll just start yeah. packing these places full of people again. Yeah. Mission, Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished. Re-elect Donald Trump forever and ever. Amen. <laughs> uh, so that's what I've been watching. That's my media diet. I haven't been reading because I've been writing. Uh, hopefully something that people will be hearing soonish. Uh, Drew. What do you got for me? Uh, I watched that Daryl Hammond special, Cracked Up. Yes. On Netflix. Cracked Up. It was good. Daryl Hammond's a messed up dude. He's been through some shit. Yeah, I mean, I think he put, did he put it on a memoir? Well, no, that's what it's about. It's yeah. about him taking the memoir and then putting that actually on stage. So. Hmm. Cool. Yeah. How was long it? is it? Uh, like an hour 40, something like that. Oh, it's feature length. Yeah, it's fe- yeah. Okay. Speech like doc. So, mm-hmm. work, but worth it. Yeah, totally. Do- totally worth it. Mm-hmm. On Netflix. Yeah. Cracked up on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Totally worth it. All yes. Right. All right, and then uh, I watched some anime on Prime. Ooh. I watched a series called Blue Sub Six. Okay, let me guess. This is about um, uh, a teen staffed naval team. Who encounters, uh, they're on a mission to, to save an oil rig of people, nope. but they encounter mm. uh, aliens. Mm. I mean, there, there's one teenager in it. Okay, see, I got but that. It's, I mean, it's, it's, it's the classic uh, anime thing where, like, there's the, the young impressionable girl and then, like, the badass dude. Yeah, and, like, sure. they learn from each other. He mm. learns to be soft. She learns to be hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's that, but then throw in... Uh, Waterworld meets Island of Dr. Moreau. Uh, okay. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. Yes. Is it a movie or a show? It's a show. Okay. It's four episodes. It's from 1999. It's on Prime right now. Oh, from 1999. Why, why made you decide to check it out? Uh, I've, came up in your I've, algorithm? I've, I've always known about it. It's mm-hmm. kind of like a classic, mm-hmm. uh, but I never really... Sometimes I'm into anime. A lot of the times I'm not. And a lot, of, even like the classic stuff, I don't like all of it. So mm-hmm. I've always been kind of resistant to watching it. And at this point in time, I've just run out of things to watch. Wow, so, so now you're going back. So now I'm going back and taking risks. And like, is this any good? No, it is not. Is this any good? Okay, maybe I'll watch this. And this one was good. No, it's fine. But the only did four. It, it, well, it, yeah, I guess it's a miniseries. It's a, exactly, it's a miniseries. Blue sub six. Blue sub six. And then uh, I watched a couple of anime movie. Uh, one anime movie. The uh, whoever the company was, I I didn't write it down. The company that. Same company that did uh, Fist of the North Star and Ninja Scroll. Oh, I don't know what the company is about. I mean, obviously, you put on but you know movies. the animation, the, yeah. the style, mm-hmm. same style, same guys. Yeah. Uh, this is from 1983, so it's before all that. Whoa. But it's called the Professional Gogo 13. Oh, Gogo! You know what? Um, I had a Gogo 13 video game. Oh yeah, um, so, for Nintendo. So yeah, so you're, he's just an assassin. And it's called The Professional? Yes, The Professional Gogo 13. Like colon yeah. Gogo? Mm-hmm. G-O-L-G-O, right? Yes. Yeah, I, I don't know why I had this, but I got this as a you Nintendo had a Jap- game. You had a Japanese action game. I had game. a Japanese action game. Hmm. But it was a lot of like walking walking around, looking for people, yep. trying to get information. Yep. At one point, you sleep with a chicken uh-huh. in a hotel room. Yeah. 
then another well, point, this you got, is you got the, a sniper dude. This is the same animation. Now, I'm not sure if you remember in Ninja Scroll or in Fist of the North Star, but there is plenty of animated titties. And I was surprised. Did the, the, this have a... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Wow. Full, full frontal animated nudity. Man, they turned into a video game for kids. Yeah. It's weird. There, there's a scene where you gotta learn how to snipe. I, yeah. I had a sniper dude. Mm-hmm. It took me a long time to figure it out from, yeah. from like a helicopter. So it's moving, uh, the, the scope is moving up and down. Gogol 13. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, it was fun. It was yeah. fun. Yeah. Like, I, I was familiar with the animation style. Yeah. So, I mean, it's still very Japanese. Mm-hmm. So some of the stuff is kind of, you know, for me, it's kind of stupid. But sure. It and it's also watching. 83. So yeah. So maybe a little dated in some ways. A little bit. Yeah. You know, but it was worth watching. It's just a. Uh, uh, Sort of a J- Japanese James Bond mm-hmm. type, type thing, of, yeah. type of deals. Exactly. It's very funny that you watch it. Yeah. Got, that, got that game around here somewhere. It's around here somewhere, Drew. That's mm-hmm. pretty good. And then uh, also from the same company, uh, I watched this. It's uh, I guess it was like a miniseries. Uh, they were originally put on television in Japan as an hour, like an hour long anime movie for TV. Mm-hmm. But with all the commercials cut out, it's about like 40 minutes a piece. Sure. Uh, there are two of them. Uh, same company, though, and it's called Goku colon The Midnight Eye. And it's uh, like a cyberpunk anime from 89. Some dude gets a magical implant in his eye that connects him to all the computers in the world. Ooh. And then he becomes superhero while he wears a tie and a suit jacket, but no shirt. Tie and a suit jacket? No, pants? Yes, pants. Does he fly? Okay, good. He has a, well, he, he has a giant extender pole that he goes around on. Is it Go, Goku? Goku. G-O-K-U. Same Dragon, as, yeah, Dragon? colon, Midnight Eye. Alright. And this is from 1989? Yeah. Same company, though. So, you know, same animation style. And that's why you, you're like, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and check yeah. this out. It's all the same thing. Is this on Hulu? Oh, uh, All on Prime. On Prime, excuse yeah. me. And there's, they got a couple more of the same company stuff on there that I put on my watch list, so... I may watch those. So you're going to go through those as well? That's fun. They may or may not be good. Who knows? Screw it. You just want to watch them. That's what what you're in the mood for. And I started playing a weird-ass video game. Oh, cool. It's called Kentucky Route Zero. I'm playing it on the Switch. It's available on PC, Xbox One, and PS4. Uh, Route as in, like, mail route? Yeah, like R-O-U-T-E, zero. It's put out by a company called Cardboard Computer and Annapurna Interactive. Oh, and so, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and I've I'm two fifths of the way through the game, mm-hmm. and I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> okay, what are you doing in the game? I mean, it's a point and click adventure. I started off with my dog and a truck, mm-hmm. and stopped at a gas station, asked for directions. Mm-hmm. May or may not have entered the underworld or the afterlife or some sort of strange interdimensional plane. Okay. Yeah, I'm back from that now. I've got a busted leg. Uh, I just got dropped off in the woods by some dudes with a giant bird. Like, it's... Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. So you're just pointing and clicking your way through. Yeah, and, it, and there, there are... So it's like puzzles? There are kind of, yes, yes and no. I don't know if... They're actually puzzles because I'm not necessarily convinced because you're you're given choices, but mm-hmm. I'm not thoroughly convinced that it necessarily matters what choice you pick. So you're not even sure if it's really a game. Yeah. Like, is there a fail state? I, I mean, I haven't died. You can't do anything wrong. There are options. You just keep continuing. So it's just an interactive story of sorts, maybe. But there's not. 
I mean, like I said, it? I have no idea what's going on. But are, you, are you liking it, though? <laughs> it's, I mean, it's weird. It's fun. It's What made you start playing this? Uh, it was reviewed very well. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it was on a couple people's lists of, like, top games of the decade. So you're like, whoa. <clears throat> well, I was just... And then I read up on it, and it's just like, it's weird. It's this, it's that, it's the other. And I'm just like, fuck it. And it was on sale, too, so... But you're two-fifths away through it, and you're not necessarily seeing what's so... Why it's on these lists? I mean, I get why it's on the list. It's it's a weird, esoteric, strange game. Like, there's nothing like it. Yeah. So, it's it's more of, like, an interactive art piece than it is really anything else. Sure, sure. A lot of games I get these days. A lot of, yeah. quote, games mm-hmm. are like that. Now. Yeah. I mean, in the beginning, you are you get access to a computer, and it tells you to find the directions. Mm-hmm. And, and it has options. Like, you're looking, because you're looking for 55 Dogwood Drive off of Route Zero. And... You, on the computer, you look up Route Zero and it says, uh-huh. Route Zero does not exist. 55 Dogwood Drive does not exist. You, there's an option for games. Games do not exist. And I'm like, I don't understand what's going on in this game. I'm t- A, I'm playing a game. B, I'm looking for all these things. And apparently none of it exists. Within the game itself. So what's going on here? Yeah. That's uh, that's thing. Yeah. That, that, it's, it's weird. Wacky. Yeah. Uh, so you just point and click your way through it until uh, the, something happens. You yeah, figure it out. Things happen. Story, Who knows? Story progresses. Yeah, story progresses. We'll see how it all goes. I mean, it's worth playing. It's it is. You, in- play, you play it on your Switch. Yeah. Do you just do the handheld version only? Uh so I did, but I'm starting to have a problem with my with the uh, Joy-Con drift. Mm-hmm. So on the side, they've got the, the little thumb tabs. Yeah. Uh, I, however they're put on there, they after wear and tear, they start to drift. Mm-hmm. So when you're not playing the game, like it thinks that you're moving, so yeah. it moves it around. So depending on what game you're playing, that could be a problem. Yeah, it could really fuck you up. So now I have to take the sides off, and then I play it. I I bought a separate controller that plugs into the the TV unit. So because uh, because you wore that bitch out. Yeah, play too hard, man. You gotta mm-hmm. relax. You're pressing too hard on the controller. It's a problem. You're too you're stressed out too much, man. You gotta. Chill. I'm just saying. It's a problem. Nintendo <laughs> needs to fix that shit. Apparently, oh, they need to fix it. It's been a problem since the Switch came out, apparently. Like, it's just an issue that they've decided not to deal with. Hmm. Screw it. People just buy new controllers. Yeah. And we'll just make more money. Exactly. <sighs> Doesn't sound like a problem to me. Sounds like it's working exactly <laughs> as planned. This was the design. Not a symptom. It's a feature. Not a bug. It's a feature. That's what they said. So, yeah. Okay. That's what I'm doing. All right, cool. So we have some video games, anime series, and Cracked Up, Daryl Hammond documentary. Mm-hmm. Did he do any uh, any Bill Clinton? Of course. Of course he did. I'm doing, here's, my, here's, yeah. my, here's my Bill Clinton. I mean, he... No he, new taxes. He, he even makes... Like, that's like the one... Like, he even told a story about how he was in... Uh, like, he looked like shit. He was mm-hmm. in... Re- like, I think he was in the hospital or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, recovering from whatever. Uh, and, like, he was talking to some lady. Uh, like, one of the nurses. And he said something. And, like, she, he wasn't quite sure if she knew who he was. And she was kind of playing off like she didn't. And so he didn't say anything. And so... She, he made her like she made him say some stuff say some stuff say some stuff and then at the end she looked back at him and said now say it like Bill Clinton mm-hmm. <laughs> so funny. apparently that's like a running joke that's, yeah, yeah that's yeah. that's come on man that's a good Clinton mm-hmm. he goes a good Clinton he does I mean he he did such a good Clinton that he used to go like with Clinton to like things like 
Clinton used to bring. Apparently, even Bill made a joke in the Oval Office mm-hmm. telling Hillary to come over and get a picture with her two husbands. Yeah. Got the point where he'll mention a photo we could have together. <laughs> exactly. Uh... I'll, get, I'll get two cigars. So have a good time. <laughs> Uh, Dana Carvey has that story in a stand-up about um, George H.W. Mm-hmm. hanging out with him in his office mm-hmm. and having him like, let's prank the the Secretary of State. Yep. And he have, has him call him as... <laughs> as yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, listen. Ju- just because he may have murdered JFK yeah, doesn't I, mean he doesn't have a sense of humor. Just because these people <laughs> are or criminals and sexual assaulters doesn't mean we can have fun with our stand-up <laughs> comics, all right? Uh, okay, let's take a break here because we have a few emails and Facebook comments as well as a bunch of news stories. So we got plenty to talk about in the second half. Uh, I'm going to play a song here that uh, I put together. It's called... Uh, Festival of Lights, parentheses, keep it tight, close parentheses. Uh, I don't know what it is. I think you'll enjoy it. I think so.
All right. Oh. Okay, we're back. <coughs> Drew and I just did a couple quick, couple quick laps around the block. Mm-hmm. Just a quick workout there. Uh, get the blood pumping. Uh, get the energy up. Got a good sweat going. I got a good sweat. You got a good sweat, Drew. I sweat before I got here. That's true. You you a sweaty man, sweaty sweaty man. Uh, people can find us sweaty man on Twitter at Drewster Cogbird. It's him. We swear. It's not me. It's not him. He's on Instagram at antihero four one nine. Slide into his DMs. Please don't. Send him some pics. You know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. Send and drew some pigs. I, I, I really you want not. to see them tits and maybe a stray dick. He's cool like that. Drew stick high burn, yeah. I'm going to pay your brother to murder you while you sleep. Oh, you got it. That offer is... That's a low, low offer. Mm-hmm. I'm on a budget here, bro. Just put that towards cleaning up services is what it will say. Um, <clears throat> it's also Twitter. No way where you said Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can friend him on Facebook. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> You can attempt to. You can email. <laughs> it's not going to go your way. Look, you can email me at cinemacrespedisa at gmail.com and I'll forward it to him. I promise you I'll forward it to him. I'll even sit here and make sure, like, read it. Read it. <laughs> Look at that email that I just forwarded to you. Look at it. Uh, I can't promise he'll do anything after that. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I can't even promise you that I won't delete it and pretend that I'm reading it. Ooh. Mm. I'll, I'll make you sit behind a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna watch you read it. <laughs> I'm gonna tie you down and read it to you. No, 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 no. See, that's different. You must read it. It must be an act of will. Um, Cinema Crespi, so Facebook group and Cinema Crespi, so on Instagram and then on Twitter at Crespi. So different strokes for different folks. We are not on a Snapchat. We don't have a TikTok, and we will not be. On the Tumblr until they bring back the porn. Okay, if you say so. I do say so. We, we weren't on there to begin with. But they took the porn off. Now we ain't got no reason to be there. Okay, sure. That tracks. Uh, okay, so uh, you can communicate with us in a myriad of ways. One of the ways you can communicate is by signing up at patreon.com slash so and spending anywhere from $1 to $5 a month to be part of our Patreon community. We hear our bonus episodes that come out every Friday. For example, we just put out our uh, top five movies set in New York City. That was a lot of fun. Uh, between the two of us, talk about 10-ish movies because there was some overlap. And then, you know, some other movies. But there were some other movies that didn't make it, and then other people from our our Facebook poll, and that was a lot of fun. Uh, All sorts of episodes are available now. Also, you can email us. What did I say we are going to start with? Email? Mm -hmm. Also, you can email us, cinemacrespediso at gmail.com, and we'll read your emails on the show, whether you want us to or not, just like this. Oh, we got an email from Carmella. What up, Carmella? 
It's entitled, What's on that telly? What's on that telly? And he, he answers the question himself. Oh, what's on that telly? Everything is actually on the telly these days. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Westworld 2 and 3. Yes. This is great. Season 2's Kiksuya episode being one of my favorites of any TV show. Hmm. The transformation of Dolores has been excellent, and I'm really yeah. enjoying the quote-unquote future world, even if I feel like I, I need a scorecard to keep track of what's going on. Yes. Just... just you have to train your eyes to look for the bars. When they go into the anamorphic and the bars, you know you're in some sort of virtual world. Yeah, that's true. When they go away, you're in the real world. The it's, aspect, it's, it's very important. Yeah, the aspect ratio will help tell you where you are and help orient you. No. Um, but then there is also an aspect of like, like who's on whose side? Oh, yeah, and, and who's really in whose head? And, and you sort of just have to like go with the emotional flow of it. Yeah. And then trust in the showrunners that you'll come out at the end. I think it so far has been good. Uh, The Wrong Missy. That's that uh, David Spade, Lauren Lapkus movie that just plopped on Netflix. It's fine. How many eyes was that? Four. Four four eyes. You're stretching that fine scale. This is a gross-out 90s-style comedy. It has a few good moments and a lot of bad ones. I think it Mm. would have been better if they dialed the Missy character back a few notches. Mm. The Hawaiian setting was probably the best part of the movie. If you have 90 minutes to spend with David Spade, I would redirect you to his excellent stand-up talk show, Lights Out, which currently airs for quote-unquote free on YouTube slash Facebook. Saw that on Netflix. Uh, I'm a Lauren Lapkus fan due to podcasting and comedy. Uh, so I want to like uh, root for her. That stuff that she's in because I want it to be good. Mm. But the reviews for it just haven't been that haven't um, been that hot. So. It happened. It's comedy, and it's comedy, and it's a Happy Gilmore production. They do not care if it's good or not. They don't. They're like David Spade wants a Hawaiian vacation. Okay, we got you, David. We got you. We can go to Hawaii. And then Laura Lapkus is like, I get to work with a legend, David Spade, who I've grown up adoring because uh, she's like just a couple no. years younger than us. Um, yeah, no. it's a win-win for all of them. No. Is the movie bad? Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Who cares? Everybody got paid, and then including because, Adam Sandler. And then because it yes. <laughs> I <laughs> pay the most, um, and then because it is comedy, like you said, there are people out there who are going to like yeah. fully enjoy it, exactly. And they'll and they'll tweet them and say we like the movie, and then they'll be like, "Yay, people like it!" Screw the critics. Swallow. This one is interesting that it's popping up on people's radars. You know about this one, no. Drew? Let me tell you real quick. Okay. It's about a the it's that blonde lady who looks just like Jennifer Lawrence. Okay. Uh, yes. She, yeah. She was. Mm-hmm. She was in that one where uh, she, she was in that one with, with Emily Blunt. Yes. And um, she has this. Uh, I don't know what you call it. Fetish disorder. Something. She's just got to eat, eat eating things. So she finds like little like thumbtacks and stuff, mm-hmm. and she eats things and that's swallowed. Yeah. It's excellent. Billy D mentioned this movie after Butt Boy, so I was half expecting to go into oh, horror slash comedy territory. Boy, does it not! It's a it's dark and darker with some truly cringeworthy scenes. Mm. It's about a kept wife who gains some degree of control and independence by swallowing things with an increasingly higher degree of difficulty. Mm. Watch out for the director, Carlo Mirabella Davis, because this is the this is only his first full-length movie. Swallow is currently my second favorite movie of this year, wow. right behind Professor. Wow. D. That's intense. Uh, yeah, that's right. Billy did suggest this as a... <laughs> The movie Butt Boy about a guy putting things up his butt, mm-hmm. but it's like a sort of a, uh, like a spin, a take on police procedurals. Mm-hmm. Uh, couple that with about a girl who eats uh, dangerous things, and then those things get expelled. Yeah, I'm sure that's part of 
part of the, mm-hmm. the movie. Capone. Oh yeah, he uh, Cromello posted about this in our Facebook group before uh, before we even reviewed it last week. Yeah, somewhere between Tommy Wiseau and David Cronenberg, there is this one falls mm. a lot closer to the room though than Dead Ringers. <laughs> Everyone who appreciates train wreck movies should see it at least for the performance of Tom Hardy once the film is streaming for free. VOD. It is a grotesque film. <laughs> it is, but if you're a Tom Hardy completionist, like you should totally watch it just for him. Should, you gotta watch it. Uh, he doesn't. Don't pay for it. Though. He doesn't mask up, no, uh, so to speak. But he does uh, have a bunch of makeup on. Yes, he does. So that's something. Scoob. That's some Scoob. Scoob. You did not. You did not watch Scoob. It's fine. How many eyes? Oh, hang on. Three. Wow, only three eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the writing was much better than expected, even though the animation pretty much looks like an average video game. Yeah. My kids sat through the whole movie oh, in one viewing, good. which is kind of a rare thing. Mm. I can't justify the $20 price, but this should be on HBO Max pretty soon. VOD. It goes Warner Brothers. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I don't know. There you go. It's all about the kids. If the kid likes it, Scoob is good enough for the new generations, then fuck it. High Town. It's not like the Scooby Doo cartoons we watched when we were growing up were any good anyway. Go no. back and watch them now. They're all trash. Yeah. Yeah. Just a nostalgia for them is all. No, exactly. I mean, back then, Scooby was probably, uh, it wasn't talking to anybody. It was probably Shaggy's hallucination because Shaggy was stoned all the time. Because, because he was eating some bad hash, man. This guy. It was the 60s. Things yeah. were crazy back exactly. then. Who knows? They were just eating pills. Stay away from the bad. There's some bad brown red rope licorice going around. Do not eat the red rope licorice. High Town. High Town. This is a series, I think. I have no idea. It's fine. Three eyes again. Okay. This is a brand new crime drama on stars. Stars. Okay. Lots of nudity, drug use, and hot lesbians in the first episode. Ooh. It's about a d- detective investigating a murder in Cape Cod who flips her car driving drunk, doing a bump of coke, and fingering the passenger. Huh. Worth a look if you have stars. Worth a look if you're into uh, a good time, it sounds like to me. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a dad show. It sounds like the lesbian lady version of Bosch. Maybe it is. Maybe it is. Maybe I should watch it. White Lines. I have stars. <laughs> White Lines. This just came out on Netflix. Do them. Uh, is, uh, is that how the song goes? Did I mention murder, nudity, and drugs? Because this one has it in spades. Plus the beautiful Spanish island of Ibiza. Way more drugs, alternate timelines, and an all-star soundtrack. It's really fun, well-made escapist television, and has a little bit of an Elmore Leonard vibe to it. The first episode has a great orgy, too, on Netflix. Yeah, this is uh, it's like the OC. Okay. But, it, but Ibiza? In- Ibiza. And rated R. Ibiza. Yeah, I guess. Okay. Um, all right, cool. Uh, you guys have done a good job making the show entertaining, even with a lack of new movies. Aww. Chris might even trick me into reading a book with his literature corner each week. <clears throat> An actual book without pictures and not a graphic novel. Hey, I read one of my books had pictures in them. Which one had a picture? I forgot which one it was. Semiosis? Had pictures in them. I was like, hey, this book has pictures in them. That's cool. Oh, uh, Easy Riders, Raging Bulls. A whole section of it, like 10 pages worth of uh, Picture. pictures. I was like, okay, ooh, that's Peter Bogdanovich. Sybil Shepard. Ooh, oh, look at Jack Nicholson. He's smoking. This is, this is fun. We got an email from Gabe. Thanks, Carmella. We really appreciate the email and the kind words. Uh, and being a patron. You're awesome, dude. Thank you. What up, show? What's up? Oh, wait, Gabe. What up, Gabe? I, 
I stole your theme song, and That's now fine. it's his theme song because he didn't seem to want it. No, I don't. So now, all. so I'm giving it to Gabe. Badland review. What up, Badland? On Netflix. Okay. A Civil War veteran goes out serving warrants on Confederate war criminals. It almost seems like it could have been a Netflix series if it wanted to be. Apparently, this is written and directed by the same guy, and after seeing this, I wonder why I haven't heard of this guy on any other major release. He seems experienced, and you can tell he likes his genre. Looking at his filmography, it leans towards westerns. Overall, the movie was okay. A good nod to the genre, almost as if someone made a live-action Red Dead Redemption. Hmm. The protagonist is a gruff, handsome fella. The villains give great performances and have fantastic voices. Overall positive. I give it a B+. See it if you're into the genre. I do love westerns, and they make so few of them. Well, Badland apparently is okay. <laughs> okay enough. <laughs> oh, you're introducing the okay scale. That's three A's. Okay. It's a couple O's, too. <laughs> oh, now, now we're doing O's. See, now now we're doing metric versus... Uh, this is why we, we do... Over here in Christopher Uso Land, we prefer the we, simplified fine scale of a, one to five eyes. Over there in Juice the World, he wants to do the overly complex OK scale involving multiple O's. And multiple K's. And multiple K's. And how many A's we got throw in here? We don't have time to have to do all this calculating. Just stick with the fine scale. It's like Tesla versus um, Edison. AC versus DC? AC versus... Uh, Yo, mine's simpler. Yours is more uh, fine-tuned and effective. <laughs> the OK scale makes more sense in the long run. So what you're saying is you're Edison. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the worst one, but who wins? <laughs> Apollo 18 review. Apollo 18. Ooh, this is the found footage moon movie. What if NASA sent a secret mission to the moon to land intelligence tech for the U.S.? Yes. There are like four jump scares they get you, but they're unnecessary. Overall, the actors look great for astronauts, mm. and the way it's edited to look like a 60s film is great. Totally sucks you in. But the story, not much happens. Yeah, it sucks. Some cheap scares, some big leaps with unexplained plot holes, and overall, it's mediocre. Mm. I really do like the way it looks, though. Meh. Mediocre. Uh, I do... I, I saw this once in the theaters, and do remember being like, well, this is one of those movies where it's like late August... You know, school back when you know you yeah, schools yeah, and theaters and yeah. stuff. Uh, schools getting back in a session. They're just dumping shit into theaters, and uh, I was like, "Fuck it!" I mean, Apollo eighteen. This is like, Why not? this is the the best of the worst options that I have right now. And uh, remember, not liking it, but there are two moments in the movie that I did like. One was where this guy he has like an infection mm-hmm. where something's inside of him. And it's like this, like rock alien thing that he has to cut himself, and it, like it comes out of him, and it's a very intense uh, scene. And then later, when he's like in a in a pit outside, walk around the moon, and he's got a camera that has a flash on it, and uh, it's super dark. When it's the camera with the flash, every like, time he flashes, you see something. You see something moving. Yes, exactly. And in this case, it's a floor full of rocks. That every time it's a flash, like the rocks are moving. What the fuck is this? And he's trying to scramble out of there, and things are coming. It's the Moon Knights, bro. It is essentially Moon Knights. It is correct. Without the sass, mm-hmm. they're they're sassless. And then the big sting at the end of Apollo eighteen. It turns out that the whole movie, they're up there. They're trying to do a secret mission. And it turns out that there's little rock aliens right on the moon. Uh, that like get inside you and fuck you up, um, and then at the end of the movie, it's like here's the 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 the, the writing, mm-hmm. the, the, the 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 on-screen text. It says some factoid about how there's like uh, 
2,000 tons worth of moon rocks like on display throughout America or something to imply that, oh shit, these things are out here. Yeah. So they could have done like an Apollo 18 2, yeah. where it's just like all the rock things uh, taken R- over. R- Apollo 18 2, Revenge of the Moon Knights. Yes. Yeah. It would have been Apollo 18 2, uh, Critters. Essentially, yeah. it would have just been <laughs> yep. Critters. Mm. All right, Chris, we got another email from Gabe. No, oh. not from Gabe, from Cremella. Back to Cremella? Yep. All right, well, first off, thank you, Gabe. We appreciate it, sir. And I'm back to Cremella. This is a game for you, Chris. Okay, yes. It's the, the 1981 box office game. 1981 was a great year for movies. The rules of this game are answer yes or no if the movie was in the top 10 box office for 1981. Yes or no, top 10 for 1981. Yep, I got 12 movies, and I have the answers as well, so I will let you know if you're right or wrong. Okay, here we go. For your eyes only. Was that in the top 10? Was that in the top 10? It's James Bond, so I'm going to say yes. Correct, it was number 7, made $54 million. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Number 2, Stripes. Oh, Stripes 4 sure had to have been. Correct. It was number four, made $85 million. Yeah. Time, time Bandits. Time Bandits? Oh, that's Terry Gilliam. You know what we say about Terry Gilliam? No, sir. That's got to be a no. All right. You're right. It, yeah. was, it was number 13, made $34 million. Fuck yeah, baby. All right. Here we go. Uh, next up, Clash of the Titans. Ooh, Clash of Titans. 1981, Clash Hulk, of the Titans. Cold classic. Harry Harryhausen. Stop motion animation. Talking top 10. What else came out in 81? I'm going to take a leap on this one and say yes. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. That was number 19. Only made $30 million. Damn it. All right. Number five, An American Werewolf in London. Uh, horror film, horror film, top ten, very popular horror film, but still R-rated. John Landis was building his career. I'm gonna say, like at the bottom, it's like number ten. Yes, number ten. And sorry, you're wrong. It was number fifteen. Made thirty-two million dollars. Damn it! Damn it! I got two wrong in a row. All right, here we go. Number six. All right. Heavy metal, the cult animated classic. There's no way that could have been a top ten. Watch me be wrong about this. No. Correct, Chris. All right. It was number 36. It only made $20 million. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Number seven. Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. This is like their third or fourth one. It's a comedy, stoner comedy, Cheech and Chong 10. Based on other answers that we ever said, I'm going to say no, it has not. Did I make the top 10? You were wrong. It was Ooh. It was number 10. Made $37 million. Wow. Good for them. Number eight, a movie called Under the Rainbow. It's Carrie Fisher and Chevy Chase comedy with little people about the Wizard of Oz. Just in case you don't know what the movie is. No, I only know uh, Darby O'Gill and the little people and Wizard of Oz as well as, um, what's the, oh, uh, there's a Werner Herzog one. Even Doors started small. That's the extent of my dwarf-centric film knowledge. So, yes or no? No. Correct. It was number 41. Only made $18 million. All right. Number nine. Scanners. R-rated horror. Legendary. Legendary scenes. But, man, they did make sequels. They did make, like, three or four, I think, direct-to-video sequels to this. I'm going to say yes. Yes. You, are, you are wrong. Oh. It was number 55. It made $14 million. 55. <laughs> Damn it. Okay. 
Number 10. Number 10, here we go. The Four Seasons. This is Alan Alda and Carol Burnett. Middle-aged couple takes a road trip. <laughs> Watch this be the swerve, ultimate swerve. It's like the number two movie of the fucking year that we all forgot about. I'm going to say yes. You're right. It was number nine. Made $42 million. <laughs> See, the movies that we do remember and are culturally relevant, when they come out, people don't even know. Uh-huh. They just let them go. And then people get all excited about a bunch of bullshit that you never forget about because it's easy. Number 11. There's more? Two more. Halloween 2. Oh, Halloween was such a hit they even played it on TV. I'm going to give it a yes. Eh, wrong. It was what? number 23. made only $25 million. Damn it. And lastly, right. surely not least, History of the World Part, Part one. 1. You know what? It's Mel Brooks. It's comedy. But they never made that part two, did they? <laughs> That's a joke. It's never, never going to no. do it. Uh, I'm going to say no. You're right. It was number 16. made $22 million. All right. So I got like five wrong? Something like that. Something like that. Not bad. Five or six. I did, a, I did okay. That was a fun game. Huh? So random, 1981. Not even like 30-year anniversary. It's like, a, no, or 40 years. I, I hate math. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Uh, some classics on there too, for yep. sure. Some good things and some things I've never heard of. What was that one with the little people and Gary? F- Gary? Und- Under the rainbow. I was going to call her Gary Fisher. Nope, Carrie Fisher and Chevy Chase. And Chevy Chase. <laughs> the fuck? What the fuck? Indeed, Under the Rainbow. Oh my goodness! I bet you, if you're watching now, like this is offensive. Probably. Mm. Well, on the flip side, we need more movies about little people. Oh. Fucking Time Bandits. That's another little person. Bunch of little people mm-hmm. movie. So there you go. I know more. I know more about. Okay. Good job. <laughs> Congratulations. <Okay. laughs> ah, my bonafides. Just making sure. You're in order. Um, all right. Well, thanks, Carmelo. We appreciate that. And thank you, Gabe, for the emails. That's our email segment. Mm-hmm. CinemaCrestBlues at gmail.com. Now, uh, if you have uh, something quicker, something shorter, and if you're in our Facebook group. <laughs> quicker and shorter, my ass. Well, I mean, it depends on who you are. <laughs> Uh, some people are just like, it's just easier for me to copy and paste it here. Uh, we have a comment slash question thread put up there a few days before each episode. You can comment in there and we'll read it. Uh, and Drew has that pulled up. So here we go. We got uh, Gabe's got a King's Speech review. All right, here we go. Classic King's Speech theme song. Decided to watch it before it leaves. There is a surprising amount of comedy, which is nice because I was expecting a dry, boring story. Mm. The cast is excellent. Really big names here. Colin Firth and Jeffrey Rush complement each other nicely. Mm. I'm no royalty expert, so I was doing some wikiing at the beginning to get some context Mm. of the family and times. But the movie does good weaving it in. Watch it now before it leaves Netflix on June 1st. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, it did like get overblown because it won awards and shit, but... Um, hold on a second. Wait, wait. Oh, there we go. Uh, it is. You would think it's like, oh yeah, it's a bitch's film about the a king with the, a list, the king with the list in the wall and, and uh, behind the country. But it does have like yeah. um humanity to mm-hmm. it and yeah. humor. Yeah. That there is a reason why it was very popular when it came out. So. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That's mm-hmm. what you watch and enjoy. Yeah. It. Donald Trump should have a speechwriter that teaches him how to fucking talk. He. Uh, is dyslexic so public <laughs> speaking frightens him so that's why he does Adderall part of the reason why he does Adderall the other reason is probably because it feels good yeah and 
when he does have like something written, he can just read it slowly. He can He can read it slowly. I can read it slowly. No, his, his his speech patterns drop to like half speed when he's reading from a prompter. Yes, exactly. And you can so tell when he's off when he's off script because no. then then he starts talking about the Russians. It's not so bad. You know it, but then we have the emails, and the emails are bad. But I have emails, and they're good. And they're the best emails. We have the best emails. Like, what's he talking about? Uh, Gabe's got an extinction review for this is, us. This is a college. <laughs> what's he talking about? Extinction? Extinction. Okay, I don't know what this it's is. It's on Netflix. Okay. A man has premonitions of an impending alien invasion, and then the alien invasion happens. The movie has excellent annoying that child sucks. doing exactly <laughs> the thing it shouldn't do. Chef's kiss. It goes out to a nice to a nice place. Definitely check it out. Okay. B- by the way, so definitely checking out on that one. By the way, I've had alien invasion dreams not in a while. It starts off with me in my front yard at night uh, with stars twinkling in the sky, mm. trying to fly like Peter Pan, getting a running start. Then I end up staring at the sky, and the stars are moving. Ships get closer, and I end up flying around trying to avoid the ships. No creatures ever come out. No lasers or weapons. Just me avoiding spaceships. I don't know. It's weird. That is weird. That's not so much uh, dreams of alien invasion. You having dreams of being afraid of your life being taken over and doing your best to avoid it at all costs. Did I mention that? Dream interpretations by Chris. Yes, I have a side (laughs) business doing dream interpretations. I've read a book Uh, years ago. (laughs) Our homeboy Rob gets at us. Gabe, we appreciate it, buddy. Thank you, sir. And now it's time for All Man Rob. Rob, author of our theme song, because mm-hmm. he's the best. Uh, how the USA dishes are done and why we deserve the upcoming shit sandwich that is to be Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead remake. How does the USA do its dishes? Apparently USA does dishes by throwing them off a roof yeah. and someone shoots them. They're done. Dishes D- are done. Dishes <laughs> are done, dude. Uh, I love don't tell mom the babysitter is dead. I mean, it's hilarious. It's a cult classic. I haven't watched it in a while. Is it just a nostalgia thing? Me just I've, remembering I've watched wa- it within the, it? within the last five years because it was on TV. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't awful. I mean, it's dated, yeah. Yeah, yeah but, sure. It has to be dated. But it's it's a movie, what, early 90s in New York, so... Yep, yep. rom-com, sort of rom-com, yeah. sort of... Uh, coming of age. Coming of age with a bit of a prince and a pauper, like faking yeah. your way through something. It's, it's a mix of like a few different things. It's, it's not awful. I have a feeling, though, the remake is probably going to be a giant chunk of shit. Sure, because... they're going to miss it. They're gonna, it. Whatever made that movie special is not going to be in the new one. And you can't recapture no. that, and you're just going to tell a dumb story mm-hmm. about a girl lying her way to the top. About a white girl lying her way to the top. As if that doesn't happen enough. Better make her black or Hispanic. But then if you do that, it's like, oh, but now it's a dishonest black woman. Why can't you just be an honest woman making it in the world? And it's like, you know what? I can't win. I should not have made this disaster of a... Rob, you're right. Thanks, Rob. And Tim Murphy has five questions oh, for us. What up? Big Tim Murphy! We appreciate you, sir. Here we go. Most underrated film of the last 25 years. Oh, my God. Well, let me see. 25 years. We're going back to 1995. I mean, I mean I'm just going to... There's a film called Jurassic Park. No, it's 1993. <laughs> so, no. Underrated? Um, yes, most underrated. Okay. okay. Yes, most I'm going to say uh, anything by Darren Aronofsky. Ooh, we got Pie, Wrestler, Fountain, Black Swan... It's all underrated. All of that. Wow. Okay. Underrated because it's thinking of underrated a certain way. I don't want to think of things that's just completely overlooked. Something that people know about, but they sort of uh, take it for granted. You know what I mean? 
I'm just saying, in a way, it's also not rated. None of the, none of his movies are rated very well. I mean, except for Black Swan, that's really the only one people seem to really like. And the wrestler, yeah, people well, really respond to the wrestler. It's Black Swan for dudes. Oh, yeah, we've had that discussion. <laughs> Um, that pisses off I think so the people. people need to appreciate the Mission Impossible movies more the recent ones yeah. I think those are most underrated they're like the antithesis of the Fast and Furious movies in mm-hmm. a way they should be making Fast and Furious money they make good money they should be making more money yeah, right. they should be more uh, appreciated and liked I think it's still the Tom Cruise is still suffering for that a uh, couple years of bad PR mm-hmm. that he had mm-hmm. back in 2005 2006 or he was like, uh, postpartum, postpartum depression ain't nothing. Uh, or he was like, I don't know, he was saying some crazy bad shit. <laughs> anyway. It was stupid. Um, yeah, I'm going Mission Impossible, uh, I guess, six and seven. Okay. Most overrated movie in the last 25 years. Mm. Gotta be some sort of Oscar winner. I mean, I'll, I'll, American Beauty. More than I mean, I was just going to say, like, pick someone's favorite Marvel movie. More than likely, it's overrated. Yeah, it depends on how you look at them. For some people, yes. Some people talk about them in a way that, yes, they are overrating them. This is cinema. This, Robert Downey Jr. should win all the awards. Uh, best pick after award. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no. They, for those people, it is overrated. But other people, though, appreciate them for what they are. So I don't want to ding them. But, yeah, that, they, they do get, like, way too much hype. And then critically across the board, they do get more leeway. Ant Man and the Wasp, uh, 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 they're more forgettable. Yeah. Later, uh, uh, Marvel movies get better reviews than your DC counterparts or whatever, which is interesting mm-hmm. to be to be fair. Oh, yeah. That's the way it seems. Uh, overrated, overrated. I'm, I mean, I mean, in the new Jurassic Parks, I fucking hate them. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of surprised when I meet when I hear about people liking them. Jurassic World, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. I've got this new one, the Minion. I'm surprised when people are like, "Oh yeah, no, these are these are great." It's see, it's weird. Like, like of I'm all like, of really? them, like Dominion's the one I want to see. Like, wait, because we finally got there. <laughs> We're finally like, the like, dinosaurs <laughs> are out. Yeah, we've been waiting for this since the Lost World. <laughs> exactly. When they tease them in San and uh, uh, San Diego. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy, I'm gonna go with uh, an overrated, some real over. Uh, I have more of an opinion about overrated TV. I do. I'm, I'm gonna stick with American Beauty on that one because I, okay. I didn't like it then. Okay. I ain't gonna like there you it. Go. I ain't gonna like it now. Take that, Kevin Spacey, Grosso, Barfo. Favorite streaming service. Favorite streaming service as of right now of what I use would be, uh, I guess Amazon Prime. It's about to be HBO Max. I mean, I, I'm gonna agree with with it's about to be HBO, HBO Max, but right okay. now mine's Hulu. Actually, you crush on Hulu, I've been huh? Crushing stuff on Hulu. That's very cool. I think since the Disney bot has helped it yeah. a lot, they've kind of shored up their services with Fox well, that, stuff. Well, no, exactly, and the, the the deals that they have with FX and stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. some of the best TV in the last ten years has come off of FX. Yeah, so that's true. Having all that on my fingertips is pretty awesome. That's true. AMC has the Netflix deal. Mm-hmm. FX is over there. Um, and USA, where's all the USA stuff? That's uh, Amazon Prime. Mm-hmm. That's where like Mr. Robot is yep. and whatnot. So yeah, it's all kind of spread around right now. That's a good question. Uh, oddball streaming service you like? 
Um, I don't have it, uh, but I've been wanting to check it out. Shutter looks really cool. Yeah. That's a horror specific one. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what I wanted to try out, but now I kind of don't have to. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if this was the plan. Uh, the Criterion Channel. Oh, well, yeah, that's going into HBO Max. They just got so, a straight up yeah. Criterion like section, and, yeah. and it won't have everything, but, but it's got a lot. Close enough, yeah. It's got a lot I'm of sure. stuff. You know what? It won't have. I looked at a list of the full list of HBO Max things. On the Criterion section, it does not have, uh, what is it, number 18? It's one of the first 20 Criterion releases, Robocop. So you have that, don't you? I got that baby on DVD. <laughs> uh, the unrated version, but I think that's like, but that would be on the Criterion Collection channel, I think. And it's only five or six bucks. It's not that much. But I'm already getting like the showtime. I got the stars. I got the, the that's on top of the in the Amazon Prime and then I got the HBO and then the Netflix and the Hulu. And then there's the what else am I paying for? You're slinging. Is that you pay for the sling? And then I'm slinging because I cut the cord. So technically that was a money saving oh, yeah. procedure. We're just working out. Hmm? That's really only for a couple of things anyway too. Uh thirty bucks a month? Yeah, it's better than what Spectrum wanted to charge him for a cable. Oh, my yeah. God. For a bunch of nonsense and commercials. Get the fuck out of here. And then genre films. How about you? You didn't have a pick a streaming. I don't have an oddball streaming, sir. I don't. I'm not into the whole streaming you don't get thing. That, you don't get that deep well, into well, it. Well, my thing is, too, like, I'm, I'm, I'm a stickler for quality. Mm-hmm. So a lot of those times with those oddball streaming services yeah there's the classics from yeah. the genre or whatever mm-hmm. that are good but most of the other stuff on there is usually very subpar because you got to fill it up with yeah. whatever niche you're mm-hmm. trying to use yeah yeah and i'm just not that into anything sure like sure. i'm not like bill who can watch a garbage horror movie and totally be content with himself because he's like i, I found the one thing in here that's yeah. redeemable exactly yeah. yeah i'm not that guy fair and then genre films thoughts questions concerns Thoughts, questions, concerns on genre films in general. Uh, you know, I love when a uh, quote serious director mm-hmm. makes a genre film. Okay. You know, I like how uh, Steve McQueen <coughs> made uh, Hunger, uh, like a real life Bobby Sands biopic with uh, Michael Fassbender. They mm-hmm. made Shane, which was like that sexual addiction drama. Yeah, with Michael Fassbender. With Michael Fassbender. And then he made, uh, again with Michael Fassbender, uh, 12 Years a Slave, uh-huh. like these very heavy dramas. And then he's like, now I want to make Widows. Like, <laughs> this is my version of a, a yeah. heist movie. Yeah, exactly. You know? and it, except all the dudes get either capped or arrested in the first fucking 10 minutes and we're dealing with their wives. Like, what? Is this the wives? <laughs> I came here for the dudes. I don't want to see a bunch of women. Uh, yeah, that I, genre is fun. I love genre. Me too. I'm a big fan of it all. Uh, drama and you know something like that's fine, but mm-hmm. give me something with some pizzazz. Give me some weirdness. I'm trying to give me uh, some wacky. Entertain me, for Christ's sake. Or at least attempt to entertain me. Give me an entertaining I attempt mean, at entertainment. Like the Wall was a garbage movie, but man, the attempt like deserves claps and nods and the Wall. The uh, you mean the one with the the uh, kick ass and John Cena? No, I'm talking about the one with Matt Damon. <laughs> the Great Wall. The Great Wall. Yes, that's the Great Wall. You know, oh, I mean, man. A for effort. What a piece of shit. <laughs> it was a piece of shit. I didn't yeah. see it since it was in theaters. I want to rewatch it. Yeah. It's on HBO? I don't know. It's on something. Like I, I said, I mean, bravo, but what a piece of shit. I'd rewatch it. 
It's, you know? y- it's Yang Yamao. I know. He's got scenes where like a whole bunch of people all color coordinated, and Sandrick's like, oh, oh, psh, 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 oh, oh. I mean, just watch Hero. It's way better. <laughs> oh, Hero's so good. I love Hero. Hero will m- melt your mind. And he does. Uh, he's, I mean, he's got a handful of other ones. He's got a like, a, like real epic. Like all these are real. I mean, epic. even oh even, man. Mm. I mean, even recently, what was uh, what Shadow was that his most recent one? Yes. Yes, and that, 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 that and that's the whole. That's the same thing, except it's all black and white and gray. It's all black, white, and no gray. No colors, and um, just as epic though, and very wet, yeah. extremely wet. Wow, that's a fun movie. Yeah. I really enjoyed. It. I rewatched that. We saw that for the film fest. Yeah, uh, then we rewatched that for film fest. They said they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna try to come back in August." Uh, yeah, see what happens. Uh, we'll see. We shall see. Let's get into some uh, newsies here to close out the episode. We got a bunch of stories and not so much time. Uh, Is are, are these things going to be sung by a young Christian Bale? You no, said you said newsies. newsies. Those are newsies. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I uh, for listeners at home am wearing a uh, what kind of hat? Is that a newsies hat? I, <laughs> I have no idea what they I call am, it. I am wearing a newsies hat. So just for this segment. So keep that in mind as you listen to this. Uh, Tom Hanks' World War II movie Greyhound uh, is going to Apple TV. Okay. Uh, this is after, apparently, according to Film Twitter, so I'll take this for, you know, what, it, what it's worth. What it's worth. After several months of test screenings and apparently not being very happy with uh, what's coming back with mm-hmm. the audience reactions to this movie. So again, Drew... Some people want to spin it as like, oh, no, theatrical, what's happening? Another another movie is going to streaming. What it's really happening is... This movie wasn't going to be that good anyway, so we're going to save ourselves a little bit of money, maybe hopefully make our money back on streaming. Exactly. Deadline reports that uh, Apple paid $70 million for the streaming rights of this. And there we go. They made their money back. So there you go. Uh, the movie probably only cost them 50 or 60 to make. Yeah. By them, I mean Sony Pictures. So, uh, expected to come out on Apple Plus. Not that many people are going to watch it because not that many people have that service. And then the reviews will be like, meh, yeah. not that good. Cool. And no one will be surprised. Thanks for blowing $70 million, Apple. <laughs> yeah, Apple. Thanks for saving this movie f- uh, from Sony, from their, uh, the red side of their, of their books. Of their books. You got to cook the books, buddy. Oh, that was me. Yeah, that was you. Oh, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Japan. They are the world's third largest box office market. Okay. Okay. Uh, they have their own, you know, uh, uh, stuff. Stuff going on with the pandemic and how they've dealt with it, and they've they've made up pretty okay considering how dense their population is. Um, so they are looking to start reopening theaters throughout Japan, and they have a particular plan in terms of programming okay. the movies that they want to put out there to entice people, people to yeah. come back to Japan. Uh, Japanese theaters will be. Let's see, we have. Oh, That's weird. Yeah. Let me see. Nope. Nope. There you go. Nope. Yep. Nope. Uh, my phone's making noises. Yep. Microphone. Uh. There you go. Nope. Nope. It. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, let's see we got uh, they want to do classics like Wizard of Oz Ben-Hur uh, East of Eden Bonnie and Clyde Blade Runner West Side Story Real Bravo E.T. Shawshank Redemption uh, and then more recent films 
Japanese movies, Your Name, Weathering With You, Shin Godzilla, which came out in 2016, and uh, uh, also it looks like, I believe, some... Are they doing Batmans? I don't think so. All right, so trying to entice people back to the theater. Yes. Huge movie lovers uh, and lovers of cinema. Yeah. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, Speaking of Happy Gilmore, Adam Sandler, Mm -hmm. making all that Netflix money. Yeah. Got a new deal. Mm. New movie coming out. Mm -hmm. Adam Sandler teaming up with LeBron James. Okay. Uh, Basketball drama. Space Jam 2. Uh, God, no, that's already happening. Separately. God. Be terrible. It's gonna be terrible. Mm-hmm. Adam Sandler will be tapped to star in Hustle, a basketball drama that will be directed by Weedy Animals Jeremiah Zagar. I don't know what any of that means. Nope. Uh, Sandler will play an American basketball scout who was unjustly fired and subsequently finds a talented basketball player while traveling abroad. Okay. You ever see the Al Brooks Brennan Fraser movie The Scout? Don't think so. This is essentially what this sounds like. Okay. Um, so Al Brooks is a baseball scout. I think he's sort of washed up in the beginning of the movie. Uh, so he gets sent uh, on a trip through the Mexican uh, semi-pro league. So he's going through Mexico, a shitty bus, everything's dusty. Uh, you know, it's like, Mexico sucks, mm-hmm. all this shit. And um, in some random league, some bushwag league, a bunch of Mexicans, he finds some giant white dude uh, just like mowing people down with 100 mile power fastballs yeah. and hitting home runs and his Brendan Frazier. And uh, so he recruits them to take them back to America to play in the big leagues. Gets this whole bidding war going. Um, gets them signed with the Yankees. And then, this, but the whole time this guy's freaking out because the reason he's even in Mexico is because he's had like a terrible upbringing or something. He's got this huge trauma mm-hmm. that he's just hiding from. And that becomes a big issue. Uh, it's an okay movie. It's fine. Comedy, sports comedy. How many eyes? Two, one eye. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. Because it's Al Brooks. Okay. And Brendan Fraser. Actually, on a movie started. Brendan Fraser. Uh, it kind of sounds like that. He's a down as like a agent or scout or whatever. He's going to find LeBron James. He's going to be doing some sort of accent, I guess. We'll see. Oh, boy. That could be bad. Uh, okay. Some Batman news. First off, uh, Plans are, are are getting underway for for the Batman production to get going again in England, mm-hmm. as well as uh, Avatar over in New Zealand. Things are ramping up for for those big productions. Um, news came out recently of what the crux of the original Batman vs Superman movie was going to be. Mm-hmm. This is early two thousands, where I vaguely remember this at the time reading this on Any Cool News how. They had a Batman and a Superman cast, and they were both non-American. Uh, Jude Law, okay, and Colin Farrell, okay. Who do you think, Sue? Jude Law, Superman. Yes, he's got the prettier face. Yes, yep. And Colin Farrell is the, the darker, yeah, yeah broodier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he was Batman. Sure. Uh, here is from writer Cuba Goldsman talking about the original idea they had for their movie that never got made I wrote on this version of Batman vs Superman around 2001-2002 when Colin Farrell was cast as Batman Jude Law was cast as Superman and Wolfgang Peterson was directing 
around this time, Wolfgang Peterson, I think, ended up directing Troy. Okay. Um, I think so it would have been just as bad. Probably. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, a few years after that, he did Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. We were in prep, and it was the darkest thing you've ever seen. It started with Alfred's funeral. Okay. All right. And Bruce. So Michael Caine's dead. Michael Caine's dead. Bruce has fallen in love and renounced being Batman. Okay. Yeah. Joker kills his wife. Okay. And then you discover it was all a lie, just that the love itself was constructed by the Joker to break Bruce Wayne. Okay. It was a time where you would be able to get these sort of stories together in script form, but they couldn't quite land in the world. Somehow the expectations of the object, it wasn't landing quite in the way I think we imagined when we put them on the page. So they were going a super dark version in which uh, Joker uh, has a lady fall in love with Bruce Wayne so he can renounce being Batman just so he can kill the lady. Yeah. Sounds like something Joker would do. It does sound like something Joker would do. Mm-hmm. That's actually pretty. Yeah. That's actually a pretty good plan. Mm-hmm. Pretty good. Uh, would have been a bad movie. Oh no, totally. Yeah, I mean Troy, Troy was awful. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I mean, that, that was almost Batman versus Superman, yeah. except it was just Brad Pitt and helmet versus uh, Eric Bono without helmet. But he was so handsome, uh, Brad Pitt. Yeah, he was trying to do the uh, Nicholas Wending Refn uh, Silent Man thing, and he couldn't pull it off for whatever reason. Uh, I think he was too pretty. He is too. It was, yeah, a little too pretty. Uh, Wolfgang Pearson has an interesting uh, filmography. His his biggest movie was Das Boot. Mm-hmm. That was like his yeah. breakout in the early 80s. Uh, but then when it came over to America here, let's see, we got uh, Das Boot's 81. You ever see Enemy Mine uh, with um, Oskasa Jr. as uh, an alien guy? Dennis Quaid is in it. He lands on this planet. They have to help each other uh, survive. The alien is pregnant, gives birth. Maybe. It's a weird, weird, weird movie. Um, he did Never End Story. Uh, Dots Boot TV miniseries. In the Line of Fire, maybe his best movie. Mm. With uh, Clint Eastwood. Outbreak. Relevant. Yeah. Rele- relevant. These days, yeah. All right. Air Force One. All right. Okay. That was fun. I'll- Give me back my plane. Um, the Perfect Storm. Now we're starting to get into bad territories. Troy. Ugh. Poseidon. And then uh, something that looks like he... Uh, something called Four Against the Bank, but it looks German. Like He went, uh, he went back. <laughs> he couldn't get any more American money. Oh, boy. Starring, starring Till Schweiger. Um, so that's Wolfgang Peterson there. All right, let's see what we got. Uh, oh, and then speaking of Batman vs. Superman, the release, the Snyder Cut, it's happening officially. They announced it. 2021, we will get... The Zack Snyder's Justice League, which will be a darker movie with more cyborg. Uh, then I think there's going to be like little cameos from like Green Lantern and stuff. It's four hours long, Chris. It's going to be crazy long. Uh, there will be additional photography needed, but none of it will be. Actually, I don't think there is technically additional photography. That he's getting money to finish effects, finish the effects, and finish everything, finish a score and do all this stuff, but uh, he's not going to be able to assemble anyone or assemble any sets to mm-hmm. shoot anything. Yeah. Uh, so it's going to be what it is, whatever they have, right? But being that apparently Whedon reshot 70 to 90% of this movie. Looks like they got, it's still sitting around, plenty of just working. Looks like it's going to be a whole, huh? a whole new movie, man. It's going to be very interesting to see, oh, what's the other bad version of this <laughs> of this thing? No matter what. So now we get another bad Justice League? Yes. This is going to be kind of exciting, actually. I know. 
looking forward to this. Yeah, yeah. So now that this is happening, we have uh, people being like, release the Joker cut of Suicide Squad that would that would reinsert the ten minutes. Can we not of uh, Jared Leto Joker stuff? David Ayer has already come out and been like, that is completely out of my hands. I have no rights, no stake in it, no nothing. Um, Please do not. We can get that cat's butthole cut finally. Mm-hmm. Put the put the buttholes the butthole back in the cat's movie. Um, we can finally get that. That'd be fantastic. I'd be all for the butthole cut. Give me a reason to rewatch it. Mm-hmm. And uh, what else? What else could we do? We could re- we could re-release all sorts of uh, stupid things that shouldn't have happened to begin with, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then make them happen. Yeah. We could have a whole world of Donnie Darko director's cuts. Yeah, please. God no, or uh, or or Star Wars re-releases. Yes, because that's what the world needs. Yes, more ETs with the guns taken out, replaced with walkie-talkies. Come on, let's let's tinker, let's tinker Taylor Soldier Spy with all of these movies. And can we not? Um, speaking of tinkering with movies based on test audiences and whatnot, mm-hmm. Mad Max Fury Road mm-hmm. almost had a character completely cut from the movie. Because of bad test screenings. And what character was that? I want you to take a guess. Think about it. There's not that many characters in the movie. I know. So who could possibly be one that, like, man, this guy's annoying. Get him the fuck out of here. Drew's thinking, Drew's thinking. I don't know. When I read the headline, I was like, I bet you it was Nicholas Holt's character. Okay. He rides the line. I bet you it could be that guy. But it wasn't him. It was the Doof Warrior. Oh, how did... If they knew how my heart soared the first time I saw the Doof Warrior. Yeah, sure. Like, how can... What? Why, right? <laughs> Well, let me see. Who says it? This is George Miller. The Doof Warrior tested really badly at first. We had temp music. And whenever the Doof Warrior played in a test screening, it was the same riff. So it got annoying. Oh, okay. I could see that. Yeah. Yes. Uh, but fortunately, he's still in it. Yeah. Doof Warrior lives. Jumping around, doing his fucking crazy flamethrower metal guitar. Be like, wow. <laughs> so awesome. Uh, let me see. We're, we're, <laughs> we're going overtime here, so I'm just going to fly through some headlines. Um, Michael Bay has produced our first quarantine movie. It's a movie called Songbird. It's being produced in LA. They're working on how to do it, but it's going to be a movie that's about Two years into a pandemic lockdown that hasn't ended. Fun. So there we go. Yeah, exactly. Because that's what I want. After getting out of a pandemic, the one I want to do, I want to sit in the theater and, see, and watch a pandemic it. movie. And relive it. Fuck you. We're not. But we're still not out of it, though. Um, joining your boy, Josh Gad, is, He's not my boy. is my favorite Catwoman, Halle Berry. The ultimate Catwoman, Halle okay. Berry. Uh, in Roland Emmerich's oh. Moon Smash. Oh, yeah. They're calling it Moonfall. Moon Smash. But it's yeah. Moon Smash. Yeah. That's what we're calling yeah. it. Um, she's joining as a ex-astronaut. Man, this movie just gets weirder. So yeah, Halle Berry getting called in for one last mission. Although it's her, so it's like, one last mission. She goes, it's a little more, little more feminine. It's going to be so weird. It's going to be weird, right? It's going to be crazy. I can't wait how bad it's going to be. Oh, it's going to be so awful. Um, Spider-Man universe expanding at Sony. We've talked about this a few, maybe a couple years ago, but it's happening. Uh, one step forward to the Madam Web movie. Madam Web is a character who's okay. 
she started as one thing and made her way eventually to some sort of oracle type character where she's like a spider lady in a big web thing. Uh, it looks weird as hell. Okay. And they got a director and it's S.J. Clarkson who's done a bunch of TV and for a while there, for a minute, she was signed on to direct Star Trek Four, the most recent Star Trek, which would have made her the first female Star Trek director. Um, instead, she did the pilot for one of the Game of Thrones spinoffs shows, okay. the one that focused on the uh, like the it was like a female centric Game of Thrones. Okay, um, and then that one tested very poorly, uh-huh. and HBO just canceled it. Okay, um, so now she was available for work, and she got herself a job. Cool, doing uh, working for Sony, trying to expand this Spider Man universe without Spider Man. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis is finally making her directorial debut. Okay. And she's doing it at Bloomhouse. Okay. Jamie Lee Curtis, on record, not being a fan of horror movies. Yeah. She's making a horror movie. Okay. Uh, it is called Mother Nature. Okay. According to the deadline, she... Uh, it is about the... Where is it? Okay. Uh, wait. Nope. Wait. Eco horror. Yes, it is eco horror. It's um, why can't I just get the fucking little thing? They 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 bury it so deep. Drew in the article is uh, it's eco horror. Yeah, but it's Bloomhouse. Mm-hmm. She talks about how she doesn't like horror. Uh, there's nothing I like about being scared. I mean, fucking Aladdin scared me. I'm not joking. You know when Jafar becomes a dragon with his red eyes and stuff? That shit scared me. Doth saith Jamie Lee Curtis, who uh. They're doing more Halloween movies at Bloomhouse. Yeah. Now she's directing her own movie over there. Mm-hmm. Her and, and and this Bloomhouse guy. Seem to be working pretty well together. Best buds. New friends. She probably gives them every Christmas now a 12-pack of Activia. <laughs> she probably has so much of that shit. You're probably right. Um, I'll skip the story just because it takes too long to describe. We can talk about it next week. Oh, uh, Keanu Reeves. Uh, Keanu Reeves Weekend. Just got shot to shit. We are no longer getting Matrix 4 and John Wick 4 in the same weekend. I, I, I figured as much. It's going to happen with pandemic whatnot. Uh, but Matrix 4 coming out May 21, 2021. John Wick 4 got pushed back to May 27, 2022. Okay. So full, full year. A full year. Later. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Well, I'm sure it's because everyone's working on the Matrix. That's part of it. That's part of it. And pandemic. Uh, and then finally, the new Tenet trailer came out. Uh, Drew, watch it. I did not. We talked about Don't. it for a few minutes. Drew says do not. We talked about it for a few minutes uh, on the bonus episode we recorded this week, but that's not coming out for a couple of weeks. I'll let you know when it's coming out, patrons. But in the meantime, I will say this. This is how we're going to end the episode. This is um, uh, John David Washington. I saw this. Son of Denzel. Really, it's interesting because there are just little nuggets of information and just breadcrumbs of information Good. about the movie that I was surprised Nolan was going to reveal, and I love that he did. Good. So he's calling him. Awesome. He's calling him. Good. Good. This is what he's saying. That, that makes me very happy. Yes. He's like, don't you worry. It's just a little thing to, to, to refresh your mind. Um, yeah, people are like, they're giving it all away. What is this? I mean, I knew, I like, know Nolan's not. not that guy. Like, he always saves his best for last. Yeah. But at the same time, like, 
in this pandemic. Like, I didn't know who was making the decisions on these marketing yeah, things. That's fair. You know? Fair. Nolan's one of the few ones, I think. I mean, these days, can make I mean, the marketing decisions. I mean, it's the lawyers and businessmen that are making the medical decisions these days. Mm. So, who's to say that they're not making them elsewhere? That's true. It's hedge, hedge fund managers making our public health choices. Yeah. So. so, that's true. Um, we are in a unique position to be able to try to see this movie without much marketing. So mm-hmm. I'm going to try my best to go as far as possible. Like I said, watch out on Hulu. Yes, you did mention that. Fortunately, uh, when I watched uh, What We Do in the Shadows, it didn't come up. So I, I didn't have to run out. Of, no. I was tired, too. I was like, I can't run right now. No. I have to just go, blah, 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 blah. Put my fingers in my ears. Um, we did some pontificating on what movie could possess, what it could mean, what could be happening, what time. How does time work? Does time go up? We don't know. Uh, look out for that at patreon.com slash crespedisa that's it that's the end of the episode we're done we're out of time Drew Sikogman thank you Chris Crespo you're welcome and then thank you uh, to me because no one ever thanks me so I'm thanking me uh, actually no Carmella was very nice to us earlier thanks Carmella <laughs> I can't play the victim in the exact same episode someone actually said something nice about us I mean you could I mean I could but I mean that kind of cognitive dis- dissonance we get enough of that in the White House. Oh! That's it. I'll be here all week. Um, don't forget to tip your waitresses. Hope you enjoy our political comedy review troupe. Uh, we'll be back uh, at 8 p.m. with our uh, look at the presence of the ages, starting with our favorite, Richard Nixon. St. Nick, as we call him. Good day. A PFT Media production.